When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've never been this nervous in my life. Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! <laughs> what would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. <laughs> be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. Do you read Stephen King? Good news. There's a club for you. The Losers Club. Every Friday, us losers journey through the never-ending wastelands of King's Dominion. We sink our teeth into each of King's novels, dive deep into the lore, and review every adaptation. Even better, we're always having guests over. Thomas Jane, Will Wheaton, Mary Lambert, Mick Garris, the list goes on. So what are you waiting for? Join us as we read on through long days and pleasant nights. Consequence Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with... It's an audio interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Meredith. I, I should probably say before this that I've got a brand new show on WFPK. Uh, I've been uh, on from noon to three for the longest time, for like nearly 10 years. Uh, and I've just started a new show that's actually called Kyle Meredith With. It's going to be more specific to what we're doing here. It's the radio version. It's got brand new songs. It's got some anniversary fun. Uh, and, of course, it's got uh, interviews. A lot of the interviews you hear on these series you'll hear uh, portions of on the new show. So I hope you can check that out, WFPK.org, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. And, of course, you can always subscribe to this series anywhere you get your favorite podcast from. That includes iTunes, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. Uh, you can also subscribe on YouTube if you're over there quite a bit. We put out interviews every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So why not stay up to date? Hit that subscribe button uh, right now before, so you don't have to think about it. So you don't have to think about it. So I'm Kyle Meredith. Today my guest is Duff McKagan. You know him from Guns N' Roses. He is back with a brand-new solo record called Tenderness. It's tackling a whole lot of important subjects on this record. 
I mean, basically everything going on in the world right now. We're talking about the dark stuff. We're talking about school shootings and, and homelessness and the divide that's painted in the media. But it's also all written with a sense of hope, uh, as Duff will tell you, after spending years on the road, not only touring the world, but especially touring the country and seeing that when you get face to face, you realize that it's going to be OK if we can keep getting face to face. So he teamed up with Shooter Jennings. And they've produced a beautiful record with all of these thoughts in mind. And Duff and I are going to get uh, into some of those details. We're going to trace it all the way back to his earliest days when he was a kid. And his mom was taking him to, uh, to, to rallies and a whole activism culture that was around him in Seattle. And how being a, a self-proclaimed history nerd has really opened his eyes to what's happening these days. We do talk just a little bit about Guns N' Roses. Uh, There's a lot of anticipation building because, you know, as Duff has said in other interviews, they are working on a new record. And I was curious about uh, if these same kind of concepts and themes are making their way to the new GNR record as well. We also name-check a couple more of uh, my favorite uh, songwriters, Mr. Greg Dooley of the Afghan Wigs, who, of course, has been on this series before, and Mark Lanigan. Ex of Screaming Trees and, of course, Greg Dooley's partner in the uh, Gutter Twins. Duff tells us that their music had a big influence on what he wanted to do with this new album. Talking about the uh, the new solo record, Tenderness, it's Kyle Meredith with Duff McKagan. I'm here. Let me congratulate you, man. Uh, this record, Tenderness, is, is an outstanding piece of work you've done here. Uh, it's an important piece of work, too, because, I mean... With every song being so topical, uh, on top of just kind of being, you know, a great sounding record, uh, it's it's no small feat what you've done. So congratulations on this. I I, I appreciate that. Um, uh, I mean, it it felt important even like from the outset of writing the first song. It felt uh, like some of the songs really just wrote themselves. I mean, I was being dragged to do something, to write a book, to write a thesis of some sort of, of my experiences and it came out as this, this record and finding Shooter to produce it and us just like really meeting for the first time to talk about the record we've been friends for a long time but to talk about the songs and the, and the, the sounds on the record and the austerity of it like we, I, just meeting with him that first time really informed me that it was going to be you know it was going to have all the, the right instrumentation and and uh, feel to it. I do want to get to the music, and we'll get to that here in a bit too. But but as far as you know, the the types of uh, of of, uh, of the topics that you're singing about here, when did you know it was going to be that kind of record? I mean, when did you feel the calling for for this type of record? Oh boy! Well, that's a good question. I, I would say to simply after kind of experiencing a friend, this this guy who actually set my wife and up high up on our blind date. Back in '96, he's he's from Ohio. He wrote for Thrasher magazine back in the day, and now he's a, he's a campaign manager for different people. He was a campaign manager for Susan's brother-in-law, who was the mayor of Toledo, Jack Ford. Um, but he became the campaign manager for John Kasich uh, during that. You know, so we're so it's October or whatever, September 15, and he said, "Hey, you guys, watch my guy. He's really cool." He's a he's a like a centrist. He's done so well in in Ohio. So we I watched the Republican like the first debate, and I guess that would have been. And um, I kind of started watching cable news after that. I was watching all, and I got sucked down the rabbit hole. I was watching all the different cable newses, and it, they started screaming and talking about this divide. And the divide seemed to be this 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 clarion call across the board: uh, political people and cable news people. 
And I toured the world. I mean, I've toured America since the punk rock band since 82. So that's a long time. And I'm like, have I, my eyes have been open this whole time, especially since, you know, last 25 years being sober and being a columnist and, and all of this during a lot of it. My eyes are pretty open to what's going on around me. And I'm like, look, where's this divide? I mean, is this a sudden thing? And I, we started rehearsing for the Guns tour. And right before we went out, and my wife was getting a little concerned because I started following the people on the news. <laughs> I was, you know, on my Twitter, like doing all, all the exact wrong things to do. <laughs> and I was waking up and watching, watching cable news. And, and I read a lot of history. And I'm like, this is, I'd forgotten what I'd read in history, you know, I guess. But not really. I was trying to apply it to what was going on now. And suddenly I went on the tour and I turned, I made this conscious effort to turn off the news. And I did. And I, and I turned, I muted everybody I followed on Twitter. And I just went out and experienced, our first leg of the tour was this huge American tour. So I, I went out and did these things. And I did these things off the beaten track because we did have, we did the stadium tour. So, that you know, there's always a two days off because they have to set up the stage. So I would do these side trips on my bus, like to the Little Bighorn or Monticello or Louisiana. I would go on an airboat looking for alligators with the guy in Louisiana. Doing a little cool Charleston, I would go just hang out and do like, you know, ghost tour. My wife, just think. And when you do that kind of stuff, you, you, you talk to people and you stop at truck stops and you, you eat at, you know, Cracker Barrel somewhere in the middle of nowhere, you know, and you talk to people. And I just didn't see this divide. And then we were playing these huge shows and I saw this unity and nobody asked for any, who, who anybody votes for. And I would talk to fans and, and, I, and nobody you know, nobody cares who you voted for at these rock shows, and people were just stoked. And and then we kind of started touring the world and seeing this same sense of unity. I was still doing all this this I call it tourist stuff, but it's not really. It's it, it, it's I read about I read a lot of history. I'll read books while I'm on the road, and I'll go to the places I read about. So from Auschwitz to Normandy beaches to the Batu caves in Kuala Lumpur, you name it, I go there. And I just started writing these observations about what I was seeing and experienced, and it was going to be a book, perhaps, but it became this record, these experiences. Well, it's, it, it's, it's interesting how you've tied them all into the song because, one, it's encouraging, and, and, and I agree with you. It's kind of interesting how, you know, in, in the Internet age that, it, you know, in, in one sense it's supposed to open us up to be closer to people, and what it's done is it, it's, it's sort of uh, catered to this whole anonymous comment uh, lifestyle that, that that has turned out uh, that I sense to be dangerous, but but it, it is encouraging to hear someone that's traveling all around the world that's you know in a in a, in a hard rock band for for whatever stereotypes that might bring for what people consider you know the the types of um, expectations uh, a musician in, in that scene would be to, to to still get that sense of you know what it's not as bad as it's all painted out to be uh, and. That's really encouraging. Yeah, we have so much more in common with each other than what separates us by by a huge margin that it gave me a lot of hope. And, and nobody, the, the stuff we see on the news, I really realized it's just they're amplifying things that the politicians 
are amplifying things. That's what they do, you know. And if you read enough history like I do, you'll see there's been campaigns before where they've done the three-word things, you know, 18, uh, Jackson in 1830, you know, same thing. He took some cues from Davy Crockett or Daniel Boone, whichever one of those it was. And I mean, this stuff has happened before. You know, Johnson, after Lincoln, tried to divide the country, and he got he got impeached because the, the difference in 1867 or whatever that was, was you had an outraged Senate that said, you can't do this. And they, they kicked his ass out of office. That's the that's sole difference uh-huh. between then and, and, and now, you know? And I, I don't even talk about the current administration because they're passing things, you know? And we just got to hold on to each other and as we've always done, I'm just kind of reminding people that any change, positive change in progress we've had in this country, it's been people doing it. You know, maybe FDR's works program did some stuff and, you know, maybe there's a couple big, you know, Emancipation Proclamation by Abe Lincoln were big things that changed. But I don't I can't name really big things that a, that a president or a governor or a mayor has done that's changed my life drastically, you know, personally. If you really break it down to you personally. And you've been, I mean, your history with this goes all the way back, as, as I read, to your earliest days. I mean, you grew up around activism, right? I did. I mean, I really did. I, you know, it was the Catholic Church in the, in the 18, I mean, 1960s, was, uh, there was activism around it, not just as a product of what my mom would do. So the, the women's movement was going on. Then, and, and when Martin Luther King got shot, I went on a march with my mom. I was in kindergarten, but it's one of my earliest memories, having the black armband on and, and asking my mom, like, well, so somebody got shot? You know, that's really alarming to a little kid. And I'm like, well, why did he get shot? And my mom said, just because he was too peaceful, you know, and that, that really, really stuck. I'm like, what? Well, doesn't make any sense. And it still doesn't. Right. Right. But uh, I guess, yeah, I grew up around my I'm the youngest eight kids. So I, there were hippies in my family. There's two brothers in Vietnam. You know, it was like this mishmash of information coming into the, my little kid brain. And like, you know, I, I felt like I could pick any of these songs right here, but take like Cold Outside, you know, and, and here you are talking about a homeless. And I thought, you know, it's interesting because what, one of the most famous documentaries actually came out of your area in Seattle was Streetwise. And that was what, the, the, the late 70s itself, right? And, and, and here, yeah. here we are still, still, it doesn't seem any, did that, did that documentary itself, did, did you have a connection to that? Did that have an effect on you as well uh, coming from your area? Streetwise? I mean, I was down there. You know, like the, I was, I was in punk rock band, so that was like that was very real and visceral to me. You know, I'm like, wow, they made a documentary of my scene, kind of almost. I wasn't homeless, but I grew up in a depression era values family. My my parents grew up in the depression, so we had, and there were so many kids in my family that we had all these. My dad was a fireman, wasn't a, a rich banker or something. You know, like we had this family hold back FHB thing like if there wasn't enough food on the dinner table everybody whisper family hold back you know so you know i know that like you know college in our family was if you wanted to go to college you had to get a job and and like like most families probably like just blue collar families so i was always you know taught to have compassion for those that didn't have as much as you and always kind of like wary, like hearing the depression stories with my grandfather having to go off and work and build dams, you know, and send the money back home. And they were living off of potatoes and shit. And I always think like, okay, well, I'm, I always thought, like I still think, you know, I'm one 
steps, you know, bad decision away from from being there, you know. But I still have this, you know, is that why I avert my eyes, you know, when I when I see a homeless person? Is it is it a, I'm scared of violence or uh, confrontation, or is it because I'm afraid that I'm one step away from that, you know, one bad, two bad moves away from there? I wonder. And that was a self kind of like exploration. So, you know, we were kind of hitting on the music a, a little bit uh, earlier. Did this need to say something musically in the same sense? Did it need to be different than, you know, the the other bands that you've been in through the years? I think it needed to be a whisper. And I think it needed to be austere. And I know that it. I needed to say something for, for my kid, you know, for my young women daughters who are looking around with their eyes open and going, okay, dad, you know, I, at least I feel this way. Like, what are you going to do about it? You know, and I, you know, like, I, girls, I was in punk rock bands when I was your age. I was railing against the man then. But, yeah, what are you going to do about it now, dad? And at least I feel that way. So this is my attempt at kind of, quote, unquote, doing something about it. And, and but the thing I found that was could do the most help was, was kind of healing and a, a reminder of togetherness. And, you know, what, what little amount of celebrity I, I have, I could make a I could write a book about it. I've written a couple of books, but there was there's some good books out there now. So I thought I don't want to crowd up that that those shelves. You know, there's some really uh, Sarah Kendahor's Flyover Country book is amazing, and Hillbilly Elegy is amazing. Um, there's some other ones, Educated, I read, and there's a great book called The Center it Cannot Hold by Ellen Sachs, I think her name is, about she has schizophrenia, and uh, she's also the head of school of psychology at USC. She's a brilliant woman with, with deep schizophrenia. But she managed to write this book and managed to matriculate through school while going through mental institutions. She's brilliant, obviously. But I, I, reading this kind of rounded out menagerie of, of books, I thought, well, if I put another book, Duff's Observations on the World right now, you know, I, I don't know if that would have been the thing. So the, the record and in, in the, in the austerity of the instrumentation, the songs themselves, even the pace of the songs, that, uh, you know, Shooter really helped me attain that the sparseness, even Jamie, the drummer, like where he doesn't play is, is what makes his drumming so magnificent on the record. I could go down, I could talk about each musician and, and kind of tell you what they did and didn't do on the record to, to really make it much more bold by, by being less. I love that the first thing you hear is a piano because one, it, it instantly destroys expectations. I think, but but I, I also love how the lyrics to tenderness. It's like that sets up the entire record. You know, you you've got it right there in your first verse. What we're looking at, and and yeah. basically what your mission statement is. Yeah, done so well in there. Well, it's like an essay, isn't it? Yeah, it's like an essay. The the, the record, and we made it. You know, we made it like a, a record. You know, like uh, listen to the whole thing from front to back. Like how Shooter and I listen to records, you know, from front to back. And so it is like a, it's like an essay. So here's my mission statement is tenderness. Uh, I sum it all up with don't look behind you at, at the end, you know. Um, and in the middle is is the body of, of, the, of the essay or the thesis. I'd seen in the liner notes you also name checked. Uh, we, we have some mutual friends uh, with, with uh, Greg Dooley. And uh, and Lanigan, uh, Mark Lanigan. I mean, they're two of my all time favorite songwriters. You kind of name check them as, um, as as sort of musical inspirations on this as well. 
for sure. I'm live. I don't know if you got to see this band live. Uh, we do uh, Deep as Shade as our, as our final song on the set. And we do Greg Dooley's version. His I don't know if you ever heard his demo version of that song. Oh, man. Look it up. It's just heartbroken. It's the best Prince song that Prince never wrote. But it's heartbroken, and he was heartbroken when he wrote the song. And then I got to play on the imitations records with, with, with Mark and friends with him. I just let that song, The River Rise. And I've, I've wanted to do a record like this for a long, long time, ever since, like, even Johnny Snyder's acoustic. So, so for me, it's not a surprise to do the, this record. I mean, you know, I've wanted to do for, like, 25 years. And uh, there was really no reason for me to do a record right in the middle of all this gun stuff. But I just felt it was important. I wrote the songs on the road, on the Guns Tour. The Guns Tour gave me this, this opportunity to see all of this stuff, you know, being back together with, with um, Slash and, and actual guys I came up with. The guy, and they really like, have matured into these like, really strong dudes who I, I really respect. I was at a place of ease because I was, we were back together. We'd kind of taken care of all of you know, the stuff that was made so kind of public, you know, it's, it's hard to live that kind of a life where you like, it wasn't even a beef, just stuff that was um, public and for us to sort that out privately and well, and like, um, like grown ass men was, was put a lot of rest, the rest of my kind of soul and life at ease. And I was able to go out and observe and, and do what I did and write the, write the words that I did. I wrote a lot more words, you know, I, I was on my way to it, but, but um, Dooley and, and Lanigan, both their, their music from Lap and Wigs to um, Gutter Twin and the stuff, the, you know, Twilight Singers, you know, that song number nine is one of my favorite ever songs. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I could go on about those two, but River Eyes, I told you about that. Um, so I, I we, you know, I played some of that stuff for Shooter. I said, I want to kind of, you know, this is, this is, the mood. It's not like we copied anything or, or you know, ate any of their songs or anything like that. It's just like that's the mood. You know, it's, your guns, bandmates, with, with the tour happening at the same time, do they share the similar views with you? And, and has these similar things had an effect on, on the record that you all have been talking about? I mean, there's, we talk a lot. I mean, do you, how can you not? If you're a group of people traveling around, and seeing, you know, we get to travel to different parts of the world and traveling as Americans, you know, it's always been, we've done this for a long time, travel as Americans. You see, you see, you experience different things, you know, Bush's second term, when he got elected a second time, you know, going to Europe was like, people were looking at you like, really? <laughs> uh, you know, you, and then, you know, Obama came in office and you go to, Europe or the places, and, you, and suddenly you come as like the returning victor. Like America is the the, the leader in progressive, you know, culture and, and democracy. But you get to experience, and this is no, I'm not even commenting on the current administration. Doesn't right. really matter because things I've seen so many things pass from Reagan to Bush Senior and traveling this whole time. That's a lot of traveling to a lot of administration. So yeah, we do talk about it quite a bit. Well, I, you know, and again, I'll say, you know, how you've compiled it all into this record with tenderness is, is so impressive. But I also, I mean, it's heavy topics. I just love listening to the songs, too. I mean, it, and that's the mark of a really great record is when you can, you know, kind of push that aside if you need to. 
and just lay back for a nice breezy record and and you know with tenderness you've done that so duff uh, again congratulations on this yeah, we, we did try to, you know, I mean, I tried to write good songs, like, with, you know, that's, that's the thing you always try to do. No, I wasn't, um, wasn't really setting out to, it became more social, political than, than perhaps I intended. Perhaps, you know, I was write, trying to write good songs, first and foremost. And um, once I decided to do songs, um, with, with Shooter's arrangements and instrumentation, it, they, they really just took off. But I did, you know, I think everything hit the right time, Shooter and I, shooter with the sometimes things happen and they're just kind of meant to happen you don't question it move along with it well i'm obviously a fan so uh so thank you for the music on this uh, i look forward to what you all got what you guys have coming up i know there's a lot of anticipation on that and and thanks for taking the time to talk yeah. to me today you got it you got it thanks for having me on all right duff uh, we'll see you out there uh take care okay cheers thanks so much all right, bye bye huge thanks Duff McKagan, the, uh, the new solo record is called Tenderness, and it's out now. And of course, really looking forward to hearing uh, what that new Guns N' Roses record sounds like. Hopefully we'll be uh, maybe maybe hearing something by the end of the year. I have no clue on that. I, that's, that's hopeful. Wishful thinking. Hey, thanks to you also for sticking around. And, uh, and remember, uh, if you've made it this far, you're not already a subscriber to the series. I hope you do hit that subscribe button right now. Again, you can do it. Uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. Uh, and, and while you're there, please uh, give the series a rating. That's always a huge help, as I'm sure you hear in any other podcast how important that is. It's true. Uh, you can also leave a review if you feel so inspired. And even if you don't, just say hi. Just tell me where you're listening from. It's always nice to hear where everybody's listening from. After that, head over to WFPK.org. Again, I got a brand new show. It's called Kyle Meredith With, which, yes, is also the name of this series here. It's at 6 p.m. Eastern. Monday through Friday at WFPK. You can listen uh, online at WFPK.org. And uh, if you search around the webpage there uh, in the uh, in the studio section, you'll also find some bonus episodes of this series. Consequence of Sound has your music and film news covered. You can also find me at Twitter at Kyle Meredith, Facebook slash Kyle Meredith. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.